a colorblind society that the goal is to not see race at all anywhere for any reason. That's not what the woke believe. God of the, the simulator or the supreme being. I am not an atheist. I've never been an atheist. I've never. People are too afraid to believe that they have control over their own actions. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Hey, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm John. Hi, I'm Joshua. Hi, I'm Dom. Hello, this is Robert. And this is Cloud of Witnesses Radio. On Yes, But, our new series. Excellent. We hope you guys are enjoying these. We're going to jump right in to this video. Uh, we got a great group of uh, of commentators to join us. Are you gentlemen ready today? Let's do oh, it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do like it. Ripping something down. I'm yes. ready. I'm ready to react. You guys, I'm sensing a lot of toxic maxi, maxi, uh, masculinity. Max, maximalism. Oh, yes. toxic. I think they look at you like a guy who they're worried about because you don't toe the line. They should be. Exactly. You, you're like a 90s liberal. You're like liberals back when they were more reasonable before they became leftists. And now every liberal kind of has to be a leftist. It's not, it's not, if you want to be on the team, you got to subscribe to the most fringe ideas that the team is promoting. I have always believed, as liberals do, for example, in a colorblind society, that the goal is to not see race at all anywhere for any reason. Yeah. That's not what the woke believe. They believe race is first and foremost the thing you should always see everywhere, which I find interesting because that used to be the position of the Ku Klux Klan. So it, it, it is interesting because, you know, I, I can say that I remember, um, you know, the idea of a quote unquote colorblind society. That's how kind of I was raised, which is it doesn't matter the color of anyone's skin. What matters is the content of their heart, right? Their character. And, and that's how I was raised. It's what I believe to this day. Um, but I feel like we live in a world where, as he said, we have to, or not we have to, we're told or we're taught to look at race constantly. Everything's about race. Yeah. Yeah, my my gut reaction, which is increasingly interesting with both Joe Rogan and whenever I see Bill Maher, which is, wow, I really agree with these guys so much. Like society has become so strange and so fringe, as he says, that we can agree with someone like Bill Maher right or even joe rogan and god bless them you know like it's crazy and they they believe in these things so much and they're not willing to to you know to follow other people's fringe ideas with their beliefs and for that i i commend someone like bill mark and i agree with him on how everything has to be on the fringes everything always has to be uh radical or extreme because it grabs people's attention and also because people today want to have uh, that their quick fix of dopamine and something that will fascinate and entertain to an extent. Um, and a lot of young people who are jumping on any any particular political bandwagon, they just go go immediately to the far left or the, to the far right. So, of course, uh, in our context, in our society, the far left uh, fringe mentality is more popular. Some parts of Europe, unfortunately, even in the Middle East, I mean, a lot of far left paraphernalia you know, that, that's on the rise. And um, it seems like when it comes to looking for the best possible solution, people are always looking to kind of clean sweep everything and completely deconstruct and destroy as an immediate knee jerk reaction, because it seems like civilization has become governed by their baser instincts, their lower will. 
Yeah, so my initial reaction is something like, well, why? What is the deeper thing they're trying to get at by not seeing color? And what I would say is like the culture that is common enough that people share. So I think on the level, culturally, these these men are about ideas and even America. So we're not hitting on a very on a very uh, deep level. It, it has to do with commerce. It has to do with like developing the nation. It, you know, so there's there's still this implicit materialism. It's interesting with this whole like race topic, at least in America, because at least for me, what I see that's happened over the last century is kind of like a pendulum, uh, a, a pendulum swing. A hundred years ago, I think people were pretty observant of, of each other's races and they were pretty like explicit that people were uh, pretty tribal. And then we had a, a period because of the, the melting pot phenomenon and then, you know, the pushing of the American dream and all these other things where uh, people, regardless of their ethnic background, were kind of meant to like fit into this American mold, you know, that America is an idea and wherever you're from, you can, you can imbibe it. But now I would say like the past 30 years, those projects have failed. Those things are, are those ideas are hinged off of, of, of the core ideas of, of the enlightenment. And so I think those, this social experiment that's been happening in, in America in general has, has, has failed. And I think a lot of people, especially the younger crowds, I think they're because of the like postmodern time, nihilistic time that we're living in, I think for a lot of people, um, they don't have those that meaning or that sense of community. They're, they're looking for things, right, to make a pun, right, that are just only like skin deep, right, to form, form an identity around, right? Because it's not just the left that does that. Um, but there's there's certain parts of the right to who, who make, you know, like the, the, the white nationalist movements or in general, I think more people are becoming more aware again of, okay, who am I? Where do I fit in? Yeah, I'm I'm very very upset, really, um, because I feel like the our our goal of a colorblind society has been co-opted by this notion that um, everything is a power play, everything is a struggle. So uh, if you're white, uh, well, you know what, you are actually a racist just because you're white, and 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 I I just find that deeply offensive. And uh, I just, you know, we cannot have a colorblind society if we hold on to this notion that just because you're white or this or that, you're automatically uh, a racist or you're, you know, grabbing some power from other people just because mm -hmm. because what color your skin is. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that there are no biases. I'm not saying that there are no racist uh, things that need to be, uh, uh, you know, corrected. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not naive, but I think that you know that this notion that everything is a power struggle. I just, I just very upsetting to me. Yeah, it's a form of racial Marxism, right? It's the mm -hmm. ideas of Marxism applied to race as opposed to ruling class versus the working class. And so what it what it lays bare is the human tendency, you know, in, in our fallen nature to just seek vengeance. I mean, let's be honest. That's that's what a lot of wokeism is. Just can't help but be reminded of that concept that, you know, revolution eats itself. I'm not sure yeah. if you know that, but the idea that, you know, the revolutionaries of today are what is it? They're the establishment of the future of tomorrow. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so then they're the ones being attacked. Yeah. And we see it happening right before our eyes. I mean, it's yeah. shocking to me. And it that's why it's not the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Because no, yeah. you can never be woke enough. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. you can never be uh, an ally enough. Um, it, yeah. The revolution will come after you eventually anyways. And exactly. It's going to change. It's, it's, it's never ending. And that's why Christianity is not a revolutionary religion in that mm-hmm. sense. People use the word revolutionary very loosely. Just for something to be new in some sense doesn't mean re- that it's revolutionary. I mean, revolution has a fairly specific... Uh, definition and the fact that it's the bottom reaching up and taking power for itself but christ was god (laughs) Hmm. so it was the top coming down and filling up everything Hmm. and raising up the bottom with himself right in his resurrection and so it's more a story of the top humbling rather than a revolution revolution and the patterns that that bear themselves out are inherently not truly you know christian um patterns and and even like i said i agree with a lot of what they were saying but i would say that the but part right is that ultimately to be as you would say like you know a bill maher style liberal is that ultimately that ground that political ground right is ultimately giving birth to the wokeism mm. right and i would say even though i i i really do agree and I, I i commend bill maher for having the courage just to you know to criticize you know quote unquote people in his own party mm. the thing that i always see though is that he's not going deep enough he he's still subscribing to the worldview that would allow and that would nurture mm. such wokeism and that's the part where i'd say but bill maher yeah, the but part would be that as an atheist and as a classical liberal, he doesn't have any objective grounding or objective basis to oppose what's going on. Yep. He doesn't have any um, real reason to say that any of what's going on, pushing further to the left and even further than where we are now, all he has, ultimately, it's just, I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. It's all subjectivism and pathology. It just doesn't sit right with him. And so there's really no objective reason for anyone to listen to him. Even for those on the far left, when they listen to these sorts of arguments, they're not convinced because they're like, well, yeah, but you, we're, we're both on the same footing. We're both relativists. We're both atheists practically. So what, who are you to preach to us? I mean, who are you to tell us that <laughs> we're going too far? How far is too far when you have no standard for that tells us how far is too far? You know, Father Seraphim Rose quoted Michael Bakunin as the ultimate revolutionary who said, you know what, the revolution is not about tearing down the old guard and the old system and building a new one. It's just, I just want to tear down everything for the sake of tearing it down until everything is scrapped into a black hole to its very last atom. That's all I want. Do you guys think this is a, a quibble uh, about methodology that this is yeah. that we're basically we're all in agreement whether you're on the woke side or left or middle or right or far right that we're all well maybe the far right won't agree uh, that we're all created equal and um, that we're all you know we're really all the, all the races are all the ethnic variations of the human race uh, are equal. Um, but we disagree about how to establish this equality within our society. Do you, is that is that is that what you guys are thinking? Is is, is this me- method? Is it a pure question of method? 
a lot of that has to do with believing a lot of the devil's lies that allow us to think that we're a victim, that we deserve something better, that we deserve a certain amount of economic stability just because we exist. And again, this is completely anti-Christian to think that we are owed anything because every good thing that comes to us is God's grace and we have no claim that we actually deserve it. I see I see like this shift from a, a guaranteeing opportunity, equal opportunity for all, to a we have to guarantee equal uh, uh, outcomes. Yeah. Outcome. Yeah. Outcome, yeah. So now Equality we have to actually just, you know, we have to force this Equality, in- even well, to even the idea that we can guarantee an equality of opportunity is a, is a phantom. It's a phantom yeah. because there's just too many factors to control. So in, right. until you're God, you can't do that. You know, it's like I'm a straight white male. Well, guess what? I was born to a single mom with nothing, and I'm poor. <laughs> I mean, I do okay now, but it's taken me until my 40s to kind of build up to an okay place. The question of is it methodology i think that's the problem people get caught in the exterior they want to find a method a working engine that can create this equality right and i think because they're stuck on the exteriors they want equality of outcome mm-hmm. and i think the problem is they need we need to move from methodology and go into the question of identity right and we find that identity ultimately in christ we're all made in the image of god and if we don't see these things if we don't if we don't participate in this it's so easy for us to fall into any form of tribalism whether it be of race whether it be of sexual identity right any of these things we're just devolving into uh varying tribes that are warring with each other yeah, what I find so paradoxical is that, you know, we're going from, instead of going to a more universal uh, embrace of everyone, uh, which you would think people would be interested in, um, you know, when now we're actually fragmenting, you know, okay, you're, you know, you're a lesbian, uh, female, handicapped, whatever, you know, it's like, we're all these segments of these things, you know, you're, you're white, and this is your gender. And yeah, uh, the focus on exteriors really ultimately do lead up to not just the intersectionality and the crazy divisions we see, it also leads to a focus on race. Yes, it leads to uh, something that is proper to a more evolutionary Darwinist presupposition where everything is boiled down to uh, biology. So that's where the racialism comes in. That's where all the racial divides come come in. And that's where racism uh, starts to crop up and become popular, whether it's the far left racism or the far right racism. It's a, it's a situation where one side wants to overpower the other. So yeah, it becomes survival of the strongest, survival of those who have the most amount of power and influence. Uh, in order to just completely stamp out the other side. I think this whole situation with race is because <clears throat> everyone in America is at least viewing this from like a, a humanist, uh, just a humanist uh, liberal view. And when I mean, like, right, and, I, and I don't mean liberal by by the uh, left side of the spectrum, I mean like liberalism, the ideology. Here in America, you know, we've been fed thinking that we can build this utopia regardless of people's nationality or ethnic background or all this stuff. Inevitably, right, liberalism goes into like Marxist dynamics, right, and who, whichever group can overpower the other, right, and the roles mm-hmm. can switch, right. So maybe people can argue back back in the fifties and sixties, 
like that with white people who had the power, you know, oppressing minorities. Now the opposite's happened, but right, the, the back and forth between two groups is not going to be solved by using the same method methodology as we've been talking about, because the worldview is wrong and and how it understands people, how it understands hierarchy. So, <clears throat> as a last thought for myself, you know, if we want equality of opportunity, the real equality of opportunity is Christ and the opportunity that we are given to be redeemed and to inherit eternal life of which this life is a mere shadow, a dark, a dark shadow of that. Yeah. So uh, my last thought on this is that I actually take some guilty pleasure in seeing Bill Maher squirm. Uh, I just, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's kind of fun seeing him kind of in the hot seat, if you will, but no, I, I, um, you know, I, I think he's got a legitimate uh, concern here, and he's obviously a very smart person and 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 thoughtful. Uh, so I think he brings up a very good point, and and for me, it's mostly agreement with him on this. And uh, I just hope that that we can we can we can uh, be constructive going forward. I I think of um, you know Paul's words. You know, in Christ, we are neither slave nor free, male nor female, you know, Jew nor Greek. And the idea there is that we ought to be colorblind. Um, and obviously it extends even beyond that because in Christ we are we are united and before God, we are all fallen short of the glory of God. We must all have that humility, right, to approach these things. Yes, thank you so much for this conversation. As always, thank you for watching uh, this long in the video. Please leave us a like, a comment. Um, it really helps this channel grow. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, where were we right? And where were we wrong? Nick, <laughs> take us out. All right, see ya. Bye-bye.